Hello and welcome to season 2 of the Daily Rounds. Season 2, season 2. Yeah, it has been a while since we last released an episode and many things has happened. But I'm still here alive and still with my lovely co-host, Denny. Wow, lovely. Hi guys, it's Denny. Um, we're back after 5 months five of months. some sort of a hiatus. We're back and we, we've been trying to make things better for everyone. But the pandemic's catching up on us in, uh, for, in one way or another. So, um, But um, despite that, we, we, we thought maybe this is the best time to restart and open season two. Yeah, so, so how's the pandemic treating you, ba, Denny? Hmm. So, well, kailan ba nag-start? Um, uh, when the second surge started, was that March? That was also the time when um, we were done with manpower. Um, people were people who were previously healthy were getting infected. So, parang we thought it was a much dangerous strain. And then, um, also this April, I took on uh, an administrative role. Aside from being, aside from being a fe- uh, uh, regular fellow. But then that that um, requires more good luck, good luck and prayers than congratulations. But it's all good. So how's the pandemic treating you, Sherwin? Very poorly at the start, and but it's getting better. And hopefully it, it doesn't get any worse. <laughs> so yeah. And of course, this is season two. And we will be doing some things a little differently. First off, we'll be inviting different guests and probe their minds for life lessons that can help our listeners with their day-to-day lives. Again, this is a medical-ish podcast and it's mostly but it's mostly open for everyone. Yeah, I think um before we designed this to be something medical students or medical people can relate to and to um give them a little ray of hope that they're not alone. But um yeah, so like what you said, it's going to be something else this season and we will be we will be um, getting more guests so we can get more insights. So, Sherwin, do the honors, please. Yes. First off, we have a very, very interesting and accomplished guest. So I have here his personal profile. Before I introduce him, he is an internist, cardiologist, an educator, a lecturer, a mentor, and a national and international speaker a researcher, a writer, an advocate, an influencer, and a resource person in cardiology, research, CPR, team building, and world travel. Just to say some of his very many accomplishments, he graduated uh, from the University of Santo Tomas, uh, bachelor's degree in psychology, doctor of medicine, and surgery in the University of Santo Tomas. He studied quantitative research and epidemiology in cardiovascular medicine in Erasmus University in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, and a recipient of junior of the Junior Fellowship Award in Cardiovascular Research in Osaka, Japan. Training he has training in cardiovascular epidemiology with the World Heart Federation in Krakow, Poland, if I'm <laughs> saying that correctly and recipient of the presidential awards by the Philippine Heart Association for CPR training, education, advocacy, 
and past National Chairman Council on the Cardiopulmonary Resuscitation in the uh, PHA. He is currently the Director of the International Patient Services and CPR Center in the Medical City and Head Staff Development and Engagement in the Cardiovascular Institute and the and Department of the Medical City Philippines. So there, there's another page of this, uh, but I will leave that to him later. But on a personal level, Denny, can you please describe our guest? Okay, so first, so you've taken care of that part of um, that aspect of the introduction, but I think more than the, um, the diplomas and the achievements, I would like to introduce you to my mentor. Um, no one else comes close him be my mentor in especially in my residency and during the toughest time of residency he was there for all of us especially and um someone we all look up to from our seniors to even the latest residents he was able he has been touching all of our lives and um, making our stay at the medical city a much much better place so um, have a much, much better experience. And um, he taught us not only the basics, but the very efficient way of reading ECGs. He's also helped our hearts beat better for medicine. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Daily Rounds, let us, uh, let us it is our privilege to have on our show and the first guest of season two, Dr. Raul Ramboyong. Hi, sir! Hi, sir! Hi! Hi, Denny! <laughs> Hi, Sherwin! Well, first, first and foremost, I'm really so flattered, so honored, so overwhelmed for inviting me to be one of your beloved guests. Because know your standard, Denny and Sherwin, <laughs> I know you will just pick an ordinary guest that will not be incongruent with your standard. So to me, it's more than enough to not to refuse your invitation. But more than anything else, as I always convey to everyone, uh, this is an, I'd rather look at this as an opportunity. Because opportunity begets, my ESA, opportunities. So it's not just a task for me that I will be speaking again. But beyond, it's beyond the speaking um, the be speaking task, opportunity to share, opportunity to give information, education, entertainment, and the best of all, inspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, I always tell people my number one motto, inspire, inspire. or inspire mm -hmm. people to aspire. So, so you could see the parallelism there, not inspire me to inspire, because nowadays, I think, we can practically live everything, but for as long as we have this inspiration, I think it's more than enough for us to survive. Because with inspiration alone, we can always promote positive optimism, interdependence, etc., etc. So thank you again for this rare opportunity of a lifetime. I will always hear that statement. I don't know. Yeah, you always hear that from me, then. I don't know. I really, nag-still talaga sa mind ko yung word opportunity. So, grab lang ng grab. So, remember when you were, you know, uh, Sherwina, ano lang to? Okay lang mag-Tagalog, no? Sama. <laughs> okay lang, sir. <laughs> okay. The, the thing is, I remember, Denny is a born leader. She was just a pre-resident 
well, the only regret is that you graduate, but no, that's not. <laughs> she was just, I think, <laughs> sharing I in her, the making of a chief president. And I keep telling her, if the chief president, she will be offered to you, grab, it's an opportunity. Uh, naman siya nagpapilit na. <laughs> anyway, so thank you, thank you, thank you talaga. I mean, this is, I love this platform because it's actually in consonant and congruent with my mission and passion in life. Actually, um, for the benefit of the listeners, kahit si Sir, esteemed guest all over the Philippines, I think he's been giving inspirational um, talks and webinars to uh, different kinds of people and institutions, but we just need to be messaged him and he was very um, warm and welcome. Well, we, he welcomed us, our invitation. So, parang, so thank you very much, sir. Um, yeah, we've been talking about this, not just, we've been preparing this for a few months now, since we last, since we last published our last episode, we were talking, who's, who's the best guest to start off season two? But, of course, there are so many things that happened. We had to reschedule and reschedule and reschedule. But here we are. <laughs> and first of all, sir, welcome to the Daily Rounds. And you know, as, Thank you very much. As Denny may have told you, we started this podcast a year ago to help us get through our daily stressful lives. And yeah. it's only fitting to have someone like you to give us and our listeners uh, personal life lessons, especially in, in these trying times. And of course... Our listeners already grew from the medical field to the non-medical field. So, and we're trying our best to cater to all of them. And of course, especially in this in in this pandemic, it's it's not easy for everyone. It's not easy for anyone. And we're all we're all trying our best, at least. So first things first. I we want we already told our listeners things about you, but we want to hear from you. So can you give us a brief self-introduction about yourself? Oh, that's kind of difficult. Do you want uh, a shorter version or a longer version? <laughs> it, it depends yeah. on you, sir. The meaningful version, sir. Well, I, let's put it this way. You know, guys, most of my self-introduction are actually fueled by other people. This is in a form of affirmation. Every time I deliver a lecture, a talk, or messages from like even Danny give me, will always give me a life-changing affirmative messages. And that's where I got inspiration, how I will re- reintroduce myself. And also that's also where I, I developed certain module because of, and even wisdom. I got wisdom from people because of their affirmative message. Now to introduce myself first, probably, well, let's start with the very basic. I think when I was a speaker somewhere, I was introduced to be a doctor of the heart, for the heart, and with the heart. Take mm-hmm. note, I was described that way, introduced that way, prior to Pia Words back winning the Miss Universe. <laughs> Please, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's one. So, from then on, I just have to position myself that I really have to, you know, live with that expectation. Now, I want to be a doctor of the heart in that conveys my profession. Yes, I'm a doctor, I'm a cardiologist because I specialize diagnosing treating the human heart. And I'd like to be known also as a doctor for the heart. That means it's more than just the physical thing of the human heart. It's extended beyond that the heart, 
can 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 be translated in the form of art in the, in the uh, translate to culture you want to celebrate humanity in terms of service education and culture so it's beyond the clinical part of the human heart and of course the the best of all is a doctor with a heart and it's something that speaks for your soul speaks beyond your emotion it's something like you are extending beyond borders of expecting you beyond this clinician. So in essence, I'd like to be remembered as a cardiologist who is a good, who is excellent clinician, researcher, uh, advocate, ano pa, and so on and so forth. But I always keep telling people that try to develop congruence as a person. That your profession, your vocation, your passion, and certainly your mission will be congruent. It is so interrelated. And uh, that I found in cardiology. I always inculcate other platforms like travel. There will always be the human heart. I always, could, I always inculcate expression. So that's the other thing there. And the rest translated. And now I always tell people that I can stop dreaming uh, Dr. Ramos, one of my mentor, uh, keep telling me that I will always, every time they ask me, he asked me, how old are you, sir, 44? Every year, it's always 44, 44. Then she was amazed, why 44 years old? And you never stop at 44. Now, looking back, one of my birthday, he gave me a surprise. He, he had this, if you're a friend of Dr. Ramos, then you're your friend of Dr. Ramos. Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, actually, he's a writer, and he's one of those who really took time to celebrate my life during my 44th birthday. He, did, he had this effort to make a tribute via Facebook <laughs> and all the, all the things that happened to my life. And it all started at, when I was 44 because I realized that at 44, uh, he took a picture of me in the, inside my clinic. I was wearing red. And then he tried to collect all remarkable pictures pointing to my success, to my achievement, being a phenomenal person. Because why 44? Because that's time I realized. I think it's true to some extent that life really starts or begin or end the 40s. And I was exactly at 44 years old. That's the time I realized that God, I think I can stop dreaming for myself because I'm al- I already reached this stage of my life where I can say I'm already self-actualized. Yes, I'm a psychology major, and that's, I think, what I'm trying to inspire people. Try to accelerate that goal of being self-actualized because at, by the time, your, your core value is already full and nothing can make or unbreak your life. You know your liabilities, you know your talent, you know your skill, you know mission. So, you know, no matter how sensitive you are, no one can break you or un- no one can make or unmake you because you're, you're, you're secure. And eventually you develop three items of your life, salient features. There's the humility, there's your sincerity, and of course your dignity. Okay, some of generosity. So... I just realized for you to have these three values in life, humility, sincerity, and dignity, 
you have to be self-actualized first. And that, I think, is the best message I want to, to convey to the rest of the young, even the not so young, try to dream an acceleration of self-actualization. And that's something, it's a gift. It's yeah, self-actualization. It's the most beautiful thing that will ever happen to every man's life. Am I saying that with extreme feeling? You know, yes. Beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Actually, yeah, thank big, you. A big chunk of our listeners are actually medical residents. Some are mm-hmm. medical students, but yes. a big chunk of them are medical residents. Either there are some in, surg- in the surgical field, some in internal medicine. Mm-hmm. You were talking about self-actualization. Yeah. When do you think self-actualization can come to a person, especially in the medical field? Of course, these are medical residents, meaning they have already chosen a specific field. Mm-hmm. I think that there's there's still time for them to to act yes. to, to actually have self actualization with regard to their careers. Okay, I think okay. Um, there's no such thing as an overnight evolution or transformation. We are grateful with the fact that as medical students, as doctors, we've gone through a lot of series of episodes of evolution, transformation, etc., etc. To some extent, we were accelerated as far as our growth is concerned. Some are even obtained, etc. So the thing there, it should not be a reason for you to continue. One, don't stop dreaming. Number two, uh, I think you have to redefine. The first thing that you should do is to discover yourself. Find your core value. Find what you really need in life. You have to define as the I mean, as soon as possible time, what is your passion? That's number one. Sometimes, you know, because profession is a profession. You took up medicine because of your, just to, just to, you know, answer your father or mother's dream. So it's a different thing. It, that can even change. You can have the profession, but you don't have the passion. Second, you can have the vocation. But again, it's not, it's not, congruent with your core. So to me, of all these things, the basic and fundamental thing to discover for self-discovery is to have to define and find your passion. It can be teaching, it can be, it can be cooking, it can be entertaining, it can be education, anything. Your passion will be the number, your first passport to self-actualization. Because financial reward a byproduct of passion. It can be accidental, but it can be rewarded. Well, the best thing that can ever happen to you, your passion, your title, and all these economic rewards are really compatible with your core. But again, the passion is there. So as early as like, because your passion will be your basis to define success and to define yourself actualize. Well, because if I redefine myself successful because I'm rich, I have millions of investment, then I will say I'm not successful. I'm not Mm self-actualized. But since I define myself that my basis for fulfillment or success is the love and respect that you're getting and the 
if you touch more lives in the form of learning, education, and even entertainment, and to me, that's already a subtle sign, an indirect uh, statement that you already self-actualize. I, I was thinking when you said, because um, if you when you discover your passion and that's your passport, but um, most of the people nowadays have this certain kind of um, ordeal. Na ordeal. Yeah. Ordeal, yes. Na um, they want to achieve something, but they feel like they're late, na or parang they, they want to super accelerate it na they get depressed or whatever. But in your opinion, is there a time or is there a specific age para sabihin na, okay, I made it? Or is there no such thing as age? But um, you're parang meron da lang kasing um, in a way at there is time for you. Para, uh, how do I say that? Para siyang, um, there's a perfect time for everyone. There's there are no prescribed or or is there a prescribed time to achieve something? Yeah. Okay, I think it's a combination. It's a personalized thing actually because, well, from a practical standpoint, every person has their individual individualized journey, and I can only speak for myself because first and foremost, I'm just grateful because I was raised comfortably, so that alone should something that I should, I should celebrate. But having said that, since I don't have issues about how, where will I get my tuition fee, where will I get my books, and that's an, you have to convert that blessings to another opportunity. So since you have that, you have that blessings, you try to develop another passion of sharing, another passion of teaching, another passion of learning. So it's still part and parcel of your core, even as, as young as you are. And I, certainly disagree to a greater extent that there is an age limit where you develop your passion. But on the other hand, it's how you redirect. I still believe that you are still the master of your soul because try to develop the art or the, I don't know if you call it, it's not the science, the art of redirection. So I had that webinar earlier about dreams. How do, you, how do you fulfill your dreams? I always say dreams are just a heartbeat away. First and foremost, don't call it a dream. Call it a plan. So if I started dreaming to be a doctor, I had to start planning consciously or subconsciously. So when I started to realize I want to be a doctor, I start reading books related to medicine. I watch movies. I go with mentors who will always uh, tell me the beauty of how it is to be a doctor. I always accompany my mother to bring my, my siblings to, the, to, to doctors. Now, on one hand, my dream and my passion is to travel around the world. So as young as, I think, grade three, no, I already started reading Encyclopedia. I already started reading Reader's Digest. So because I know I want to travel, so the, the inspiration is already there, the foundation is already there. So but certainly you are the one redirecting your own path. So if you want to be a chef, you love cooking, you try to volunteer certain activities. So gagawa ka elective about home economics. So again, dream will not start. It starts with the planning and end with another planning because that's the reason that where dreams are for real. 
So I just realized at this point in my life, sabi ko nga, well, this modesty aside, this is a, I, I'd like to, I always say this, uh, uh, you can always be proud. You have to have your pride with a purpose. You remember that day, I keep asking, uh, no, Chairman, which is more appropriate, pride with a purpose or pride for a cause? And everybody stated that pride with a purpose is better because it's immortal. Even if you're gone, it's a legacy. Pride for a cause is just there. So just to reiterate again, try to develop your own pride with a purpose because that one will really speak and define your goal. Like to mention, I always keep bragging, a resident survey yeah. Doc, I want to take up cardiology, but I'm not even in ECG. And I would tell them, oh my God, don't worry. I am the best mentor, the best teacher for ECG. I will not stop converting you to be better than your cardiologist father. And that sets with the pride. That's a pride with a purpose. There are parents who will tell me, Doc, I want to travel, but I don't know how to. No, no, no. I'm the best travel expert. So having said that, that goal in your life should develop as early as during your fundamental years. When you are, when I was with the Boy Scout, I already had this pride with a purpose because I was the best in not tying. And I teach people. And when I was young, I really did well with geography and history. And what I did, I volunteer. I volunteer teaching them and helping them. So what I'm trying to say, what I have now are actually not an overnight thing. It all started that time when you realized that this is your dream, which eventually was fueled with your passion. And the rest is history. And um, may I just interject before I forget this? Uh, I always say, I can stop at this point in my life. When you are now self-actualized, that's the time you're confident you will say, I, now I can stop dreaming, dreaming for myself. But with the pandemic, uh, I can stop dreaming for myself, but I realize I can still continue dreaming because my dream now is to be a dream maker for others. And that's actually a manifestation of your sincerity as a self-actualized person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I always tell people that success is how you define it. I define my success by the number of students that I taught, number of lives that I touch, number of love and respect that I gave and that I received, but not the number of magnitude of bank accounts I had or I have. And that failure is just an opinion. So having said that, I can always say, I guess I'm successful or rather fulfilled because I define success with that certain definition, restricted to love, respect, and sharing, celebrating humanities through education, culture, service, and advocacy. That's actually, I want, if I'm, go, I'm building up a foundation, which is ano na to, advertisement, 5H, helping a healthy, happy heart, with a tagline of celebrating humanity through education, service, culture, ipipilit talagang culture, and advocacy. Yun. Yeah. That's, that's actually very well, very well described. That's very well explained. 
But I have one question that yes, sir. That I think, at least for me, this is something a little bit personal. Should should the fear of failing be a factor in trying to to reach your goal? Because for us, we are still in fellowship. But of course, when yeah. when you went through medical school, medic, when you went through residency, there the fear of failure, the fear of failing at something that you're trying to do is always there. And whether whether you get extended, whether you get delayed a few months, a few weeks, even a year, the fear of failing or the fear of being being even the fear of being ashamed of of failing is always there. Now, should that be a hindrance or should you use that in trying to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve? Yeah. Well, as a human being, it's normal to have fear. It's normal to have the feeling of shame. But I have a beautiful philosophy with that one. Number one, okay, let's us use travel as my platform. Okay, my first philosophy is, okay, if you this if you are in a if you encounter a misadventure try to convert it to an adventure and you will realize that you know someday you will be grateful that a misadventure happened because god is trying to redirect you somewhere just a typical example because to me that this is one of the most life changing moments in one of my travel i was i had this trip going to from bolivia to Peru, uh, those this is part of my six months journey in the Latin American country alone, alone and very young, very young in practice. I oh my God! I every time I remember this journey, Danny and Sherwin, <laughs> I was really really proud because imagine I was traveling alone six months, hindi pa uso yung Facebook. Backpacking. No, I'm not a backpack. I was never backpacker. No. Well, the comfort of myself is more important than my. I mean, than the siyang, of luggages. I know. I mean, it was like a para expedition, parang ganon. Yeah, it's more of that. Parang you want to to. It's more of a self discovery. Uh-uh. And I well, my parents were not aware at that time that I will be traveling for six months. <laughs> Oh my God, that I'm alone, you know? In Latin America. <laughs> yeah, but to me, that was one of the most life-changing episodes in my life. I discovered lots, lots of things. So first thing that I discovered there with my journey is you try to discover, I mean, I just, it was just a trouble, but it's more of life lessons that I learned. First thing I learned, okay, first thing I learned is try to convert misadvent- a misadventure to an adventure. So I had this wonderful trip from Bolivia and then going to Peru. So I just need to cross the, the border of Lima, of, of, of Peru from, from Bolivia. Okay, and then I'll be in one hour, two hours, I'll already, I'm already in the other country, which is Peru. But the beautiful, <laughs> the funny part and the amazing part but of course, the most life-changing part, the morning of my departure, I saw in the television that there's a civil unrest. So there was shooting. There was, oh my God, so oh my God. So imagine, but you know, I just have to pray, you know. And this is one thing with travel. It enhances your spirituality. 
considering the fact that you're not with any friends, with relative, only the, the guest, I mean, the, the tour guide, it's only God who is your companion. So I just have to stop you, means and I pray, Lord, total surrender. Bahala ka na. And then after 10-5 minutes, I'm, I'm composed. And the tour guide told me, we have a problem. What? I think it's impossible for us to cross to Peru. Because right there at the border, there's a civil unrest. There were, you know, shooting and everything. It's really, it's such, it's such so safe. So there, so I asked her, what are the options? Well, first option, you have to go back to Lima, meaning I have to go back to another airport and then fly again and fly again. And you know, one, I don't have enough money to buy another ticket. Second, it will certainly delay all my itinerary. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you have a six weeks itineraries. A delay for one day will be a remarkable delay for everything. <laughs> so that's totally out. The other option is, yes, you'll be safe. Uh, travel by bus for four hours. But after that, you have to walk for one hour with all my luggages. <laughs> you know that's impossible for me. To <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So what is the third option? And he said the third option is maybe we can travel by boat. Because Bolivia, it. For the information, everyone, this um, Lake Titicaca is the highest navigable lake in the world. So I have to travel by boat for like 14 hours. And I ask, how's the ship? How's the boat? It's a, it's basically a fishing ship, not for <laughs> passenger. Oh my God. So if I will ask you, which of the three is the best? I mean, uh, how would I say? Less Know, less dangerous less dangerous or best of the best of best of the best options because Sherwin which one will you prepare hmm to be honest I can't even imagine doing that <laughs> so between the three options because to me I want to share this is very life changing which one will you prepare hmm airplane probably the airplane, airplane. probably yeah. I'll just call my parents. <laughs> to send you money. Well, well, of course, you know the time restriction. First, my, my family is not aware of that. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, I have limited funds because I don't carry, I don't carry, I know, um, at that time, I don't carry credit card. Mm-hmm. So, out na yon. Full cash, cash lang. So, Choosing the lesser dangerous to me, I choose. I decided to ride the boat. The boat. So I have to wake up early. I woke up 4 a.m. and then by the time we reached the lake, there were actually wow more than a hundred stranded passengers, and there were two shipping boats, the red one and the blue one. You know, you know, it's amazing. I think my luggage is really saved me. I have a lot of luggages. You know how I travel. I have one hand carry. I have belt bag. I have backpack, and I have two luggages. So it's and then when the boat boat arrived, ayan, everyone was you know exactly they were fighting one another to get through the first boat, and that was the red boat. So in the end, if I don't have those gadgets, sa first boat. Now, since everyone was hurrying to go, so practically the boat with, with the, just a capacity of 50, all 70 of them went there. 
<laughs> and then ako together with the other medyo mahina we had no choice but to just the last boat which mm-hmm. is the blue boat and then for a boat which is 50 capacity 50 ka- passenger 14 of us were there so to me it was a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. this is another thing if you're willing to help don't hesitate to ask for help uh, that's another wisdom if it's innate of you if it's innate with you to help and you're willing to help you should also be willing to get help and you know lots of the canadian i remember the canadian canadian are one of the the kindest traveler i've met one canadian a couple volunteered to help me with my luggage so i end up with the the blue boat all porting of us <laughs> and what happened now it's just a misadventure i had the opportunity to talk to have beautiful conversation with 14 uh, strangers and passengers and that was really an exciting moment in my life i developed 14 beautiful stories and their story was so enriching at the end of the day i had a, a well enriched personality just with that so because i I converted a misadventure to adventure. So in relation to what we're saying, don't be afraid with failure because failure are also ways to redirect you. Mm-hmm. And I have an, another another um, statement to share. Everything, every time you have this quote-unquote misfortune, failure, etc., think of one thing. First and foremost, do not rationalize because I'm a psychologist. So rationalization is... <laughs> A defense mechanism. <laughs> so that's not kind of healthy. healthy. Instead, you find reason why things happen. The reason why you had this failure, this misfortune. Cliche as cliche it might be, it might sound. Everything happens for a reason. And suddenly you will only realize that not so soon. <laughs> I mean, now I can speak for myself. Why? I had significant delays in my life. I had difficulty deciding what to take. I had, you know, I almost got, you know, paano ba? I, I know, ito, Sir Wina, USD ka, di ba? You're USD graduate. Yes, yes, Pudo. Yeah, my original course is BS Biology. Mm-hmm. I was accelerated, but during my second year, per sem, we had this, um, I call, ano? Mathematics, um, analytic geometry calculus. And, I mean, everybody knows it naman. Hindi ako magaling sa math. And I, uh, first, I don't like also mathematics. In my first, pers- what was your pre-med, by the way? Etec- I was uh, BS Community Nutrition. Oh, it's a, wala pa yun nung time namin. Uh, mm-hmm. At any rate, my first shifting grade, uh, remember USD, we had three shifting grades. Uh, prelims, midterm, final. My prelim was, wow, the passing grade is 60, 75. And I had a grade of 67. Imagine a four calculus. And for someone who had been aspiring to be honors, to be in <laughs> honors, to be Dean's Lister, having a grade of 65, and you will realize no, math, no amount of grade will give a higher grade, but probably a failure. So I think this is, I want to share this one. It's a lesson. And that, I think, was the worst episode in my life. You'd been an honor student, a scholar, a dean's lister, and then you will receive a grade of 67. And to me, why? You know, guys, that was the time I realized why people commit suicide because of that. <laughs> But so that's the time I realized 
how to, you know, avail the service of a guidance counselor. So I, I went to my guidance counselor. So she gave me a, a very practical counseling, etc., etc. And then to my amazement, there were three of us who, you know, we dropped the subject. And to me, that's very comforting. You know, that's the time you realize. And then you realize, if I pursue my so <laughs> I will never be a doctor because I will never obtain a higher grade. I will really fail in that. You know? And then I realized, now I realized, so I shifted to psychology. And now, needless to say, psychology is now part of my core, part of my equipment, part of my engagement. So God redirected me to be in psychology with something painful because he was preparing me with something more beautiful. And then now I found the reason. So again, when misfortune, misadventure happened, try to convert it to a beautiful adventure. When failure happened, try to realize that maybe God is redirecting you to something more beautiful. Would you imagine, imagine if I got 90, probably I'd finish biology, but eventually I will not get a beautiful preparatory for medicine. And looking back, that's one of the best passports I, I got to be a psychology major because now I've learned to appreciate not just my life, but other people's life and try to contribute in celebrating humanities. Because I'm not saying biology is not a good course. It's not just compatible with my course. It's just perfect. So, and and I, I can yeah. I share this also. To those residents, to those fellows who, are, who experience failure, you know, and your failures in residency are, are just um, defined with numbers. Divine numbers on. You failed the exam, you were given a poor evaluation. Mm -hmm. But these are just numbers. Now I keep telling people that numbers is probably the one of the worst discovery of money. <laughs> because, you know, I, I like to share this. Dr. Ramos was very amazed of my definition that when I said, sir, you know what? The, he asked me one, what do you think? Uh, you know, we, me and Dr. Ramos will always have some intellectual gymnastic, you know. <laughs> and he asked me one time, Rambo, what do you think was the worst discovery by man? And I, I, I don't like to share his answer because I might be quoted. <laughs> and I said to me, numbers. Why? Because numbers gave us a lot of limitation, gave us a lot of judgment. Sherwin, mm -hmm. because of numbers, I realized that I'm older than you, okay? Danny, because of numbers, I realized also that your father is richer than me because her, his bank account is, you know. Uh, guys, I want, to, I want to travel around the world, but of course, it's very far, it's very expensive, and these are numbers. I'd like to share lots of things, but we need to stop because it's getting late. And more so, these are all numbers. In that, numbers give us judgment. This give us discrimination. And sometimes in residency, performance, achievement, satisfactions are just labeled because of numbers. Mm -hmm. But numbers, I will always say, numbers has a, there's a start and there's an end. So if numbers is your only issue, it's okay it will pass because there's a start and there's an end. Whereas 
experience, moral values, your core value, beautiful experience will always be long lasting. So the more that, that experience that you garner, that you will always be eternalized. And I always say this something. I like to share this beautiful statement. Your experience will always be your reference point or reference moment. And try to analyze this. It's a beautiful, it's a newly pounded uh, statement, which was quoted by my, one of, one of my, the member of the audience in one of my webinars. I always say, try to realize that every moment you have is a reference point of your experience. So for instance, you had your duty, 24 hours duty, Denny, and then you realized that you had the worst duty, but nonetheless, you were able to survive, give, give the best care, give the best self-satisfaction. And again, you have that reference point. And someday you will realize, wala to, may pinagdaanan ko na yan. Or you were just, you know, pinul out ka. Okay, Sherwin, oh, Sherwin, we don't have a representative for public speaking. You go there. Look, I'm not prepared. And then from there, you realize that you have this power to talk in public without even trying and you deserve an award. So you have another reference point. So try to collect more reference point for yourself. And it's something you will share because hindi lang kayo magbe-benefit It's something that you can share. Ako, in retrospect, I'm very rich with reference point, which I am using as my reference this is the funny part, Sir Wayne. I don't have much experience about, you know, love life. Yung wala naman akong ganun eh. I don't even have experience about marital issue. I'm grateful I have a beautiful father, mother, that they were never separated. I never experienced also na not to have enough money for the tuition fee. Nabukas ng exam, wala. I never heard those. But you know, because I'm so enriched with stories, beautiful stories from friends, patients, relatives, at the end of the day, ako yung enrich. And I think God is doing that because I want to be the best mentor. And thank you, ah. at Medical City, alam ni Denny yan, seven years, straight years, I've been mentor of the year award. Ngayon pinamimigay ko na kay God. Siya naman, di ba? Okay. <laughs> The other thing that you want to know kasi is if you realize what is your real purpose in life. That's why it's very important for you to develop your passion and then after you develop your passion kasi that's fundamental. And then identify and look for your mission. So if you found your passion, your mission, winner ka na. Mm -hmm. Then that's the time you can stop dreaming for yourself <laughs> and stop dreaming for other things. Oh yeah. Yeah. So again, just to reiterate, Failures are just numbers. It's just like number. It's not long-lasting. And sometimes you will be grateful to God, grateful to your professor that he gave you a failing grade because you shifted to another course, you transport to another institution, and now your life, your present life is the one redefining you, not your previous life. Okay, just uh, just an inside info. Yes. Um, I see. We traveled with Dr. Ramboyong in March 2019 yeah. to Vietnam, <laughs> and remember he said something about Danny. Alam mo kung paano ako mag-travel? It's because um, so my hand my hand carry, my backpack, my belt bag. Merong dalawang giant na ano um 
na trunk suitcase <laughs> because you know why because um every time so after so breakfast ligo lunch konting konting lakad ligo ulit outfit <laughs> so so meron ano merong merong something something new every time we go out or every time we, we eat so that's Dr. Nguyen when he travels and another thing is during residency, we would spend a lot of time together at night during duties. We would call it tea time. So that would last from that would last from eleven. <laughs> that would last from eleven a eleven p.m. to six thirty a.m. right before endorsements. And that was the time when Dr. Amboyan would share with us um, the the lesson of you know, everything happens for a reason, and that's true. I think and and I think I'm for my from um it's a personal thing that um I can see that it's that's one hundred percent two hundred percent true. So, um the next question. Actually, wait. Yeah. Speaking okay. of numbers. Speaking of numbers on a, on a less serious level, I have a number here that I don't know if it's that will hit you on a personal level. One hundred eighty-seven. Wow. What does that stand for you, what sir? What does that stand Those for, Those are sir? the countries. <laughs> yeah, okay. that was the number of countries in Toronto territories that I visited, but it ended December 2019. No. Because of the pandemic, I stopped counting. <laughs> because my plan for the next, uh, for 2020, I will be able to complete 200 countries. But, you know, it's, Counting the number, the country, but I've traveled several times in several countries. Mm-hmm. But the last con- the, the last new country to add it to my 187 was Bahrain and mm-hmm. Bermuda. Wow. But, you know, with, with this pandemic, it's just, it's not really sad. But I think, again, I found reason why God delayed it. Maybe adding more excitement. Maybe the countries that I, I was planning to, to visit was not really meant for me. I mean, again, there's also a timing. Again, looking back also with the travels I'm doing, I mean, if looking back, like I plan to go to Colombia mm-hmm. 15 years ago. I'm a, I mean, it's, I'm not afraid about the, the issues about Colombia, the, state, the peace in order. But I realized God delayed it because... I found my one of my best travel mates when I visited Colombia. It would have been different if I was there alone. So there are also reasons why, even in travel, why things are delayed. And it's it's a, a divine intervention. I I actually prepared a list, just a little okay. list, sir. Now, wow. I I researched it a little bit. Officially in the world, this is um officially there is, there are 195 accepted official countries in the world yes. meter. But there's more than that if we count the unofficial ones. Yeah, the territories. Now, yes, the territories. I will be mentioning some of these wow, I love official, this, Sirvin. I love official this, countries. Then I want you to tell me a striking, just a short, a short story you have. You may or may okay. not have. Wow, and, I love this. And I love and, this uh, even more than cardiology. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and and of course, You're so smart, huh? 
if you have it, if you have it, I mean, sorry. And you would like Sherwin. Those countries dapat not visit ko or not really. No, uh, it's either you visited or not visited. Okay. If you have yeah, it you're visited, testing my knowledge. Yeah, if Perfect. if you have it yeah. visited it, just tell us then. Okay. Maybe we'll move yeah. on to the next one. Baka makachamba kami. Very good. Okay. okay. Number one, I don't know if if you visited this country, but it's quite. It sounds interesting. Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. I'm sorry. Kyrgyzstan. That's Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Yes. Sorry. Been there. Kyrgyzstan ding, 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 ding. is part of Central Asia. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a revelation because when I went there, well, there's a lot of travel advisories. Ko ano ano na lang. That's the lesson. I I mean, don't don't. Okay, if you will read all the travel advisories or negative feedback by traveler, if it happened to me, if I took it took it seriously, probably. I wasn't able to visit 187 countries. What was amazing with the Kyrgyzstan? Number one, it's part of the traditional, historical. You're a Chinese, alam mo yon. What is that <laughs> part of that world which includes Mongolia, connecting that, which connected the trade between Europe and Asia? Silk Road. Silk Road. Silk Road. Yeah. Dapat pwede tayong mag-game, anyone can join. That's Silk Road. <laughs> well, when I visit, the reason why I want to visit Kyrgyzstan, I mean, that I don't visit a country by accident. Very rare. Mm-hmm. Before visiting a country, honestly, it's, it has been part of my dream or it has been part of my plan. So I have to read so that I can manage my expectation. No, it's not a good idea that you visited a country and then later on people will tell you, have you been to Eiffel Tower? No, where's that? It's not good. Parabang, mm-hmm. it's not and, and going to Kyrgyzstan, it's not that easy because you know the plane and everything. Mm-hmm. The best part of Kyrgyzstan is it has probably one of the most beautiful mountains. It was very cold when we went there. So it's wonderful. You have the, the snow and then there's the, I mean, one of the countries that I visited that you will experience what I call harmony with nature. Okay. And then the other yeah. thing, it's like in a booby world, you can see the traditional thing. Everything was traditional. And the other thing, people was so, so friendly so so friendly because they're still they're very traditional and it's probably one of the most amazing countries i visited beautiful so that's Kyrgyzstan. okay, okay. so no, interesting yeah just, right now i can't even imagine going to that country i can't imagine uh, booking a flight or anything yeah. like that. you have to go to china first okay yeah okay this next one country. next country it sounds very interesting i've heard it in movies, but I don't know mm-hmm. exactly where is it. Where it is, mm-hmm. Vanuatu. Oh, Vanuatu! Of course, Vanuatu is part of the South Pacific. If you look at the Pacific Islands, they are subdivided into three parts. First, you have your Polynesia, mm-hmm. and that includes uh, that includes, of course, Hawaii, Tahiti. The other part is, of course, Micronesia. Most of our patients are coming from there: Guam, Saipan, and then, of course, Palau. And the third one is um, Melanesia, and that includes Vanuatu, uh, Fiji, and Papua New Guinea. What is interesting with Vanuatu? It first, it's to me. I want to visit. Uh, that's that's the thing there. I miss Vanuatu because I was planning to visit that last year, 2020. Mm. I want to have my 
second edition of my South Pacific of my Pacific Island voyages. I was trying to I was planning to visit Vanuatu, Tonga, Noai, and the other Solomon Island. Vanuatu is an inspiration because if you watch the movie, uh, this is why re one reason why I, I, I visit places because something that I read, something that I watched. Uh, if you watch the movie Tales of South Pacific, or you read the movie, the, 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 the novel Tales of South Pacific by James Missioner, it was exactly conceptualized and written in Vanuatu. So to me, it's a beautiful paradise in a, with a very exotic location. And what was amazing, uh, we, if you compare that with Hawaii, it is the, uh, the, the natives are different. They're black with kinky hair, and that exudes certain beauty of diversity. To me, there are lots of definitions of beauty. There's beauty in unity, there's beauty in uniqueness, and there's beauty of diversity. And Panduato is very challenging to visit because you can see the real life, the real island, Pacific Islander world. So probably that's one of the countries I'd like to visit, Vanuatu. Okay. Yes. Next country. This is um, it. It's in Eastern Europe and Western Asia. In between it, Azerbaijan. Oh, okay. For the record, there's only one country that I've not seen so far in Europe, and that's Belarus. I've seen mm -hmm. Azerbaijan. It's also part in parcel, part of the Silk Road. I went there with a group of friends. It's a Muslim country with interesting culture, interesting food, and then it's, an in, it's a mixture of modern, the city is modern, but the, the outskirt is still traditional. Okay. I have an interesting picture because um, you could see that the amazing part of Azerbaijan, it has a prehistoric, uh, prehistoric part where I was, you will be amazed with the, what's this rock painting. To me, that was one of the best rock painting I've, I've seen. But the best part of Azerbaijan, I like their food. It's a, it's a mix. It's a, what's this? A mixture of East and West Europe or East and West Asia. But it's part of, it's more of Europe, actually. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Azerbaijan. You're challenging okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I, I love this episode. Now, we can do this for one hour and I would really enjoy this. So, we're yeah. now going to the harder countries. Okay. okay. Harder this, pa? Harder. Harder pa? Oh, yeah. Now let's go to this one. When I first read this country, I thought this was a fairy tale country. Yeah. Liechtenstein. Oh my God. Uh, that reminds me of our one beautiful resident, Liechtenstein. Okay. Yeah. One of the most tongue-twisting name of a country. Up to now, I am not comfortable pronouncing. Even if I will spell it, I'm not so good in spelling. I don't know where to put the I and E or nababalik kong E and I. That's Liechtenstein. Okay. It's a small, one of the smallest countries in Europe or in the whole world. Okay. For orientation. It's also, when as a traveler, that's also part of your collection. I want to visit small countries in Europe. They are independent, but they are mm -hmm. countries inside a country. Liechtenstein is actually inside, like you have Monaco. It's, a, it's an independent country inside mm -hmm. France. You have Vatican. 
Yeah. Which is inside Italy. This is education part. Uh, and there's also Andorra. It's a small country inside Spain. And San Marino is another country inside Europe. What is amazing with Liechtenstein, it's a country inside Switzerland in oh, okay. part of Germany. So it's a tiny country. The most amazing part of Switzerland, it's so small, but there's a, there are uh, outstanding sites that you can see. And I'm particularly interested with Liechtenstein because that's one of the center or capital of philately because I collect stamps. So if you want to buy one of the best stamps in the world, you go to Liechtenstein because there's this shop of stamp. Yeah, so that's the most outstanding thing that I, you know, I, I know, I've known about Liechtenstein. You can practically travel and see Liechtenstein in three hours. Mm, yeah. All of it. That, that's how small yeah. it is. That's so small. That's so small. There are interesting sites. We have the castle. I mean, sometimes the beauty of the country is not the physical thing. It's just the thought that you've been to this country. It's so unique. It's so small or it's so far. So for a traveler, it's not just purely sightseeing. It's, um, it's a it should be a trip that will explore your senses. Mm. Yeah. Okay. More countries. This next one is a beach country, I think, based on the a picture beach. I'm looking. So, beach. yes, it's a beach country. So, okay. Tuvalu. Tuvalu or Tuvalu. Oh, Tuvalu. Okay. You know what? I'm happy and sad as well because you're numerating countries that I missed last year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is part of my supposedly my. Pacific Island voyages. Okay, Tuvalu is actually one of the smallest countries. It's actually an atoll. It's a country like Marshall Island. I've been to Marshall Island. It's, it's a country that you can see the north, the south, surrounded by water. Ocean, Pacific Ocean. You can practically feel that you are, you know, it's, I'm afraid of water, but it's a matter of adaptation. That anytime you can sink, but you have to, you know, you have to, continue dreaming and try to inculcate in your mind the reason why you were there. Mm -hmm. So you will enjoy every day. Now, Tuvalu is an ex interesting country. It's uh, very rich in history as far as World War I and World War II because it's basically one of those areas where the Japanese and the American had their close encounter of, of the second kind. And if you're, if you're into war artifacts it's very abundant there but the sad and the most remarkable reason why travelers would like to see Tuvalu because this sadly this is one of the country in the whole world which might be gone in the world map after five or ten years because it's literally sinking, sinking because of the global warming two of them Kiribati, Tuvalu and even Maldives but for Tuvalu, exactly you can see, yeah, it's it's an interesting. I mean, it's the beauty there is something that you will feel, not the beauty that you will see. And to me, the beauty that you can feel is more long lasting. Yeah, so that's Tuvalu. Hopefully, oh. after the pandemic, they're still there. <laughs> okay, this next country, yeah, it's it's been in the news before, but. Not in a good way. Yeah. So, 
um, I don't know if I don't even know if they're taking tourists, but Burkina Faso. Oh, Burkina Faso again. I because of the pandemic. Okay, I had this plan to revisit number one. Then countries that I have to visit because they were they were delayed because of the pandemic, and I. This pandemic, actually, I already have this 10-year plan of countries that I will visit. And then it's about time because uh, the, the remarkable, the, the number of countries that is uh, adding vacuum in my list are African countries. Mm. So I have 2022, uh, I purposely delayed some of the countries in Europe and then Asia, but I will focus on African countries. So I basically divided my African adventure into three parts, West Africa, East Africa, and South Africa, and the islands. So my plan is to visit Burkina Faso, okay, because it's historical. It's in East Africa. Yeah, uh, they have an interesting capital because when I was in grade school, I loved geography, and I will. I won a quiz contest because they, they asked me what is the capital of Burkina Faso? The former name of Burkina Faso is Upper Volta. And I was the only, considering that I was just grade five. Okay, mm. what's the capital? And my, my, my opponents are in high school and some are college. This is a general quiz contest. Uh, qualification is 12 years, 11 years old to 16 years old. <laughs> and then I, well, I won because of that question. What is the capital of Upper Volta, now Burkina Faso? The name is Ouagadougou. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Ouagadougou. You know, the beauty of Burkina Faso or East Africa in general is something unique because it's nice to see countries with their innate culture. You can mm -hmm. still see women wearing traditional outfits, so colorful. You can see the market in its most exotic presentation. The beauty of uniqueness, I think, is one reason why I'm interested to see Burkina Faso. Yeah. And they are famous also for mud houses. Yes, that actually, that's the yeah. picture I'm looking at when I saw yeah. when I was researching. See? Yeah, that one struck uh, strike me most when I was reading Collier Encyclopedia. That uh, building made of mud in Wagadogo. So I told myself I will visit this country someday. Okay. You know what? What's the, the major deterrence with this African country more than the peace in order? It's Which? actually Malaria. Oh. The, the, <laughs> malaria is still endemic. I'm afraid to take up the anti-malaria. Yeah. But, you know, having experienced the pandemic, I think there's no reason to delay. Someday. Okay. Next country, please. Next. Okay. Just a couple more countries before yeah. my the grand country, this finale that, to be honest, wow. I'm, all, I'm almost 100% sure that you haven't visited. Almost. But oh, my God. But before, this next country is known to people who have lots and lots of money because they just opened their international airport in 2017. And prior to that, the only way you can visit this country is if you own your own yacht. Okay. So, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Oh, again, you're giving me more frustrations because it's in the Caribbean. <laughs> The best, I mean, okay, how, how would I put this? 
because the advantage of um, St. Vincent and the Gradines, these are one of the very few countries in the Caribbean or the Americas which is not requiring Filipino visa. So I love them. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. It's laid back. And then it's my team there is Harmony with Nature, where you can blend the traditional and, of course, the modern. It's, yeah, there, it's a paradise. It's two countries, St. Vincent and Gren Gren Grenadines. But the only problem there is the flight, the accessibility to the flight. Because mm -hmm. to go to St. Vincent, you have to travel all the way. The first, you'll probably be crossing two continents. Okay, first you have to travel from here to United States. So you're crossing Asia. And from United States, there's no direct flight going to the St. Vincent de Gran Granidins. But you have to go to either Puerto Rico, Trinidad and Tobago, but that's, that's not the end. Because after going to another country, there's another flight before going there. So unfortunately, you will be passing certain countries that might require a visa. But now, recently, Trinidad and Tobago is no longer requiring visa for Filipinos. So I said next year, 2020 also, I'll be visiting some countries in the Caribbean, and that includes St. Vincent and the Gran Granadines, because we, are, we can go to Trinidad and Tobago without a visa. And then from there, there's a flight going to St. Vincent and the Granadines. And that's true. They already have a flight. So eventually, there will be opening more airlines for them, maybe Delta or American Airlines. Mm, okay. So I can create my own travel. I can create my own travel agency. I know the flights. <laughs> I know the airlines. Yeah. All right, sir. Second to the last before my the grand yeah. country. This I, one is a. Hmm. Now, this one is an unusual country. I've never heard of this before, but maybe you have. Eritrea. Eritrea again. Eritrea. Yeah. You know you're so smart. You know the countries that probably. I have not yet visited or probably will visit in the next 10 years. Eritrea is interesting. It's actually, you know, the other, the, the more, another interesting part of travel is, is the uniqueness of culture. Like it's Italy in Africa because Eritrea is a former colony of Italy. So you can see there uh, African or like Ethiopian looking African it's controversial. They are probably in history. They, 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 they used to be part of Ethiopia, but because they they were colonized by Italy, so part of it you can see African speaking Italian. It's beautiful because you can see Italian villa in an African setting. The culture is still preserved. That you can probably ignore the poverty over there because. What is more outstanding is the architecture, the culture, and the uniqueness of the country. Again, two issues that what's a major deterrence. Number one, visa, because you have to visit another country before getting the visa. And of course, malaria. But I'm, that's part of my bucket list. Yeah, Eritrea. Okay, one last before our finale. Sao Tome and Principe. Oh, again, you know, the funny part, I don't know, but how come you you knew all those countries that are part and parcel of my bucket list? Sao Tome and Principe are island. Um, actually, they are still territory, and actually, they are already independent. But for a traveler, that's part of their des a destination. It's a mm -hmm. mandatory. 
it's an island nation or country off the coast of East Africa. It's a former colony of Portugal. So again, that's interesting. You can see the blend of Africa in Portugal. So if you have Macau in Asia, you have Sao Tome in Principe mm -hmm. in, in um, what's this, in Africa. Uh, well, I've been to Cape Verde Island. It's close to Sao Tome in Principe. It's probably the same, but so Cape Verde Island is more progressive. It's interesting because you see the blend the blend of culture, African in Portugal, and that gives you more excitement, more uh, appreciation to the diversity of culture, that's at, at the same time, the blending of two cultures in one nation. So that's another bucket list. Again, malaria is an issue there. Okay, okay sir, we can challenge you. Yes, sir. Okay, with Denia, all right. I normally have this game as well. Uh, I want to guess that country, but you have to answer question answerable by yes or no. And I'll be able to guess that country. Uh, I used to have this game. I mean, you, ha I, you have that mystery country. Okay. And I will be asking you question answerable answer. by yes or no. Okay. You'll be down to answer yes or no. So you can open your Wikipedia. Okay. okay? But I'll give, you a I'll give you a disclosure, Muna, sir. Yes. This is not, it's a self-proclaimed country. It's called, but it's, it's a, it's as, it has been described as a micro country and is, but, oh my is, God. but is not recognized by any sovereign state. Oh it's, Lord. It, it's so unusual, but it was, but it was actually started in the 1970s until now. So, okay. Okay, sir. You can ask. All right. You know what? I was expecting the likes of Afghanistan, but you when you made when you mentioned that it's a self-proclaimed country, that changes everything because mm -hmm. there's numerous of them. Okay. I'll, the first question is: Is it in Europe? Yes. Okay. Hmm. My God. Okay. Ah. Uh, First letter is consonant. Consonant. When you say consonant, then A B A A E E O. No. So that must be vowel. Yes. Vowel. Yes. If not consonant, it should be vowel. Yes. Right. Okay. So it's in Europe. It's vowel. Okay. Next. Uh, are you looking at the map? Yes, I am. <laughs> Yeah, you're looking at the map. Okay, is it close to a country which is a former part of USSR? No. No, you're sure of that? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, I am very sure. <laughs> I cannot recall of a country which was self-proclaimed. Okay. Mm. Sorry, I can imagine. Okay. Let, is let, it? Let, let me let me let me clarify, sir. I was I was confused in the in the previous question. Um, the the country starts with a consonant. Yeah. When you say consonant, we review it's a. No, no sir. Those are vowels, sir. The, the, uh, the yeah. My yeah. God, what's a shame? <laughs> so so it starts it starts with a consonant. So like like C B and all those things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm. Okay. Is it? In Western Europe? No. 
So it's in Eastern Europe. I want to say yes, but I'll have to double check. Okay. No. <laughs> so if it's not... It's... No, it's not. If it's not in Western Europe, it's not in Eastern Europe. So they must be... Because it's in Europe, right? Yes. Oh, Central Europe. It's somewhere... Okay. It's, it's not classified in any of those. Okay. It's a country within a country. Yes, you can say that. Okay. Okay. The, can, um, the country within the country is a third world country. It's unclassified. No, no. I mean, it's an inland. Inland. The country is inside the country, right? Yes. Yes. So it's like if we're talking about so we're talking about, um, oh, it's very hard. We might be quoted here. Uh, it's like, let's say, um, Monaco. It's inside France, right? So yes. this country is literally inside another country. And you said it's not a part of the former USSR. You're sure of that? Yes. Okay. It's Bowel. Okay. So, oh, Lord. You made me this <laughs> best challenge, you know. All right. Um, next question. Are they actively represented in global or global uh, competition like Olympic, beauty pageant? Never. 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 Okay. Okay. Is, okay. Is the first letter of the country part of from letter A to letter... C. No. No. So there'll be more. Is it an island nation? Part of an island? It's not part of an island, but it is an island nation. Okay. Oh my God. An island nation? So it's part of an island? I mean, okay, let me put it straight. The country which where it is occupying is an island nation, right? That no. self-proclaimed country is part of an island nation. Let's say Taiwan. Yes, yes, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Is it in the Mediterranean? No, it's not. Okay. Island. You said island. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next. Mm. So it's in an island. Huh? It's an island. All right. Yes. Okay. Is it uh, in northern... Europe. Actually, yes. Northern Europe. Not part yes. of Scandinavia. Yes no. or no? No. Okay. You think I've been to this country? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not no. in 100 years. Because if you're talking about islands, I mean, this. let, let us just review. You mm -hmm. said it's not part of the Mediterranean. So, so Cyprus is out. Mm -hmm. Um. Cyprus is out. The, the likes of Corsica and Sardinia is out. Right. Part yes, of Greece is also not. out. Oh, it's not. So you said it's part of Northern Europe. Okay. Is it part of the um, British Isle? When you say British Let Isle, okay, I will tell you who are these countries. Um, the British Isle includes United Kingdom and Ireland. Technically, is part of the British Isle. It is. Okay. Mm. 
Oh, malapit na. Alright. Hmm. Are you sure? I probably yes. did not discover this country. <laughs> so I'm, it's I'm an island sure. nation. Okay. Is it part of the Channel Islands? No. No. You know the Channel Islands? Alder, New Jersey, etc. Yeah, it's, it's not. Okay. Is it attached to Ireland? No. Oh my God, this is a new country that I've probably <laughs> never heard before. Okay. Hmm. Is it more of British or Irish in culture? There's, you have to define culture. And you have okay, to define, uh, and you have language. to... English. English. Yes. Oh my God. Probably it's a country that it's not part of my bucket list. I'm sure it's not. Oh my God. Nakotcherwin. <laughs> you ruined my record. <laughs> okay. It's not Isle of Man, definitely. It's not. Because I've been to Isle of Man. It's not one of the Channel Islands. Oh my God. Mm. Okay. It's a two-named country. One name? It's, it's a three-named country. Oh, three-named country. My God. Mukhang sisirit ako sa'yo, ha? Teka. <laughs> three-named country. It's not Isle of Man. Okay. I'm sorry. Parang di ko mahuhula. <laughs> oh, sige, what's the name country? Sorry. Okay. Now, this country... Oh, sige. Give me a clue note, na take, lang. Take note. That's why I'm having a hard time answering if this is an island or not. Because this country is a man-made oh, yeah. platform. And it's in British territorial waters. Okay. The good thing is anyone can apply for citizenship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely Yeah, I've anyone. heard of that one. Yeah. And it used to be a radio station. Oh. <laughs> so what's the name of the country? This country is called the Principality of Sealand. Yes, yeah. I know that. I never thought that you will ask me that. Because <laughs> I was thinking of a grand country, no. Yeah. But I have no I have no I'm not interested to visit that one, you know. I, I'm it's sure very no expensive is. going there and you know. Yeah. I was thinking you will ask me about Afghanistan or <laughs> Sierra Leone or Syria or but again, uh, I'd like to visit those countries. But that one, well, it's a nice... Um, if you've seen most countries in the world, probably that's the reason you would go there. Okay. Yes, I'd rather yes. go to St. Helena. You know St. Helena? St. Yeah, Helena is it's the most... That's my bucket. It's some, the most isolated country, island nation in the world. Uh, to go there, you have to travel by boat for like one week from from South Africa in 10 days from England. But they just opened an airport so I can visit there. Technically, it's a country where uh, Napoleon Bonaparte was exiled. So that's just part of uh, historical things that you want to be, you know, you want to observe and you want to experience. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yes. that's exciting. Huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we can start a quiz night. Yeah, invite <laughs> yeah. people. Uh, this, I, actually, I mean, I, I watched a documentary about this. that the other day the, about the principality of Sealand. That's why I, I thought of it. Oh it, my god, no. it's it's pretty interesting to me. 
because they I mean people used to uh, test me about my knowledge about a country they will they will uh, pick one country and they'll ask me to to guess but i have to give clues via question and answer answerable by yes or no then eventually you know what you ruin my record because it's the first time I did not kiss a country. <laughs> well, technically, it's not a country. That's why they call it yeah. a principality. Yeah. So it's like Monaco. Yeah. Thank you, Sherman, for reviewing thank my, you, thank you. That was, my uh, inner knowledge. That, that, that was fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. You know, guy, he's the only one who did this to me. That, that's so refreshing. <laughs> Don't choke. To me, it's so refreshing. Very challenging. Because you allow me to, you know try to review it's like what i always say every moment can be a learning experience so because you learn relearning and learn and learn you've heard this before learning relearning and learning